Before we start this show, just a word from our sponsor. 20 by 20 Apparel. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel brings original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the bloopers, bleeps, and body slams along with the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest that pro wrestling has had to offer. Along with their awesome line of pro wrestling apparel, they do offer many services. In the world of wrestling, there are hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads. Don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all the tees in-house. If you would like to discuss possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, or whatever, drop them a line. Go to 20 by 20 apparel. That's the number 20 X, the number 20 apparel.com. Now let's get to the show. Fresh is the word. I'm Jim Duggan, got long wood for plenty hoes. I keep it fresher than fresh, but you already know. You suckers bum me, I'm money, I got a ton of flows. My weed loud like a motherfucking thunder roll. Your shit quiet like you ballin' on a budget though. We see your kicks and we laugh and yelling what it goes. You see me shining like a suit on puffy. You know my grind and shit is too strong, buddy. That's why the dude call money. I be stuntin' like it's nothing at all. Cause it's nothing to me, it's probably something to y'all. Trying to smoke like me, then come and fuck with your dog. Got a closet full of kicks, you can't cop it tomorrow. And I'm fresher than the freshest, you can tell it's in my asses. Bitch, you see the way I'm rapping? Yes, I do this shit to death. I tell I'm running out of breath. I tell somebody cut a check. But either way, you know it's fresh. But either way, you know it's fresh. Fresh. We fresh. 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 Welcome to the Fresh of the Word podcast. I am your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. And on Fresh of the Word, we like to deliver wisdom through great stories from the minds of bright creatives of pop culture. Through those stories, we like to dissect the journey of our guests and present actionable lessons and advice for our listeners, no matter what career or avenue of artistry they pursue. This episode, number 113, marks the third anniversary of Fresh of the Word. And to celebrate this landmark, this week's guest is one of the first people I ever became friends with in the Michigan hip-hop scene, One Below. Recently, One Below released a pair of Binary Star albums titled Lighty and Years Apart. Put them together, it says Light Years Apart. During our extended conversation, we talked about how we met in those early years of using the internet to spread the word about Detroit and Michigan hip-hop, the hip-hop culture in general, how and why we identify race-wise, the new album, and so much more. The discussion on this episode is so deep that it is hard for me to put it into words to describe it for this intro. Um, There's just a lot of uh, just really important topics about why someone would identify as white and any sort of, uh, you know, how they identify as a certain race and whatnot. Um, it's very interesting, especially since the fact that that One Below has lived and toured in so many different places around the globe that you'll be you'll be kind of shocked on some of the examples he said of 
certain people who identify themselves as white, you know. So this is definitely a must-listen episode. And I'm glad that this is something to mark my third anniversary of Fresh of the Word. Because One Below has always been, he's like the first person that I ever became friends with in the hip-hop scene. Um, we've, we've had some long, you know, long talks about a lot of things hip-hop and just life-related. Um, I'm not sure if we covered it in the, in the actual interview, but the first time I met One Below was at the... It would have to be in 99, I'm assuming. Um, it was the it was at the Wired Frog in East Point, Michigan. It was for the it was a benefit show for an, a Detroit rapper named Bugs who got murdered. Bugs, he was he was an original member of D12. Um, you know, way before they got signed, um, he was uh, he was murdered in Detroit that year, and um, another MC named Hush. Um, he put together a, a a benefit show at the at the Wired Frog in 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 it was in East Point, Michigan, right at like eight and a half in Gratiot, um, to raise money for Bugs' family. And um, I'm not sure what the I'm not sure what the amount that they raised, but it was a good amount. But um, that night, uh, One Below was the first one to uh, perform that night, um, and I had bought the first Binary Star album which was called Waterworld from him um, that night also. And we just instantly been cool, you know, and like at that time, um, that was way before I started the, the Renaissance Soul website. Um, but I was, you know, shortly after started, you know, going on the message boards and stuff. And with like Subterraneous, like the record label that they used to have, they had a message board. And, you know, I, I linked up with a lot of people through the sub, the sub boards along with um, you know the OK Player boards and um, all the other li- little websites that um, they have a few of us made eventually for uh, Detroit and Michigan hip hop. So, you know, he definitely knew about, he, do- he understood what was going on with the world and the internet and hip hop and whatnot. And we were able to, to um, you know, really link at an early time of, of hip hop being on the internet. And like he mentions in the interview, like he had these uh, meetings at his crib when he was living in Ypsilanti and people come in from uh, Chicago all through the area and just talk hip hop, you know, and how it, you know, relates to the community and whatnot. But um, so that that's why somebody like, you know, One Below was always, you know, so important to me because he was, like I said, he was one of the first people that I ever became cool with in the hip hop scene. He, um, you know, gave me my respect for what I was doing still gives me respect for what i've contributed to the hip-hop scene in uh detroit all these years so um it was super it was was awesome to talk to him it's a it's a lengthy episode but um there's a lot to listen to there's a lot of good stories a lot of um just little wow moments you're like whoa dude that's crazy a lot a lot of deep thinking in this episode so um hopefully it's not too much for you um but before we get into this interview with uh, one below Definitely want to give a shout out to Knox Money, Bang Belushi, and Foulmouth for the theme music for Fresh of the Word. And also, I just want to remind you how you can help support the podcast. You can always go to freshofthepodcast.com and uh, just share any of the links that you see on the website for any episodes on any of your social media platforms. That'd be great. You can also subscribe to Fresh of the Word pretty much anywhere that podcasts stream. Um, 
it's at Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher Radio, Mixcloud, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Podbean, and Radio Public. Um, just go anywhere and uh, you can pretty much follow, subscribe on there. Um, if you want to give any ratings or reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts, um, that would be so helpful to, uh, you know, getting the podcast um, growing. So, um, and if you uh, ever have any questions for me, you can always uh, email me at djkfresh at gmail.com. Or you can follow me at Twitter at kfresh is the word, on Instagram at Kelly Omega Fresh, and at Facebook at facebook.com slash kfresh. And you can also follow Fresh is the Word on Twitter at FITW Podcast and on Instagram at Fresh is the Word Podcast and at Facebook at Facebook.com slash Fresh is the Podcast. All right, let's get on to the interview with One Below. You're like one of the people that I, you're like the first person that I really ever met in the, like the Detroit, Michigan hip hop scene. And through all these years of me like interviewing people like i never actually interviewed you so yeah, yeah. and i was like hey i need to get him on the podcast that would be super awesome and That's like dope. yeah and along with it's like there's been like three people that from the michigan detroit hip-hop scene that i've never interviewed that would be you guilty simpson and royce the five nine so i'm trying oh, wow. to, so i'm trying to knock those three down so let me uh no, that's wild, man, because I would think, like, even with Guilty, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, we're all in the same fam, so. Um, but, yeah, man, it's, it's weird, because, like, even with you, man, I, I, I got a, uh, I don't know, a special thing in my heart or whatever you want to call it, because... <laughs> You know, I used to have those sub sessions at the crib. Yeah. And, you know, I can't remember everybody who came out, but definitely catches to come out. And so I always think about, like, man, like, you know, like some people be like, I put that dude on or that dude wasn't nobody. But I be thinking, like, man, like, before these motherfuckers was famous or because every time I saw you doing a website or an interview, I mean, to me, that's crew. Right, you right. wasn't you wasn't rapping, but it was like you was like doing your own thing, and it was and it was like putting the city on. It was like getting people more, you know, um, aware. Cause we, you know, we artists, man. We don't, you know, what it is. We didn't know how to do that shit, man. And, and for <laughs> people like you and most, yeah, who who had that passion, your art, we didn't understand it then. We get it now. Like this shit is essential. But back then, it was like. Right. Man, listen, this this what we do, and you little you little nerdy motherfuckers like y'all know nothing about this, but it's like that's actually quite the opposite. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah, I used to becoming like a whole person, a whole artist. You know what I mean? And including all of it, you know. Right. I used to drive like 45 minutes, 50 minutes to your crib for those uh, for those sub meetings. Like it was it was super. I mean, those I still remember those like there was yesterday. That's crazy, man. And it's like it's like when I think about that, you know, it was a very small it was a brief moment in time. It was like it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like nothing super huge. But it but to me it was though, because like it was my crib, man. 
when I think and I'm like, okay, Roe was in the corner spinning, sometimes haircut, you know, you would be like people was driving from Chicago, like, you know what I mean? Like it was really like it wasn't like it was my thing. It was it was really like a um a springboard for a lot of people. And it wasn't like it wasn't like that itself. It was just that was a part of that whole little movement, you know? Yeah, like during that time I felt like you guys, like you, everybody that was around you kind of understood things a little bit more than everybody else about how like the internet could help everything and where things were going. So that's why I loved hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That make that, that makes sense because it's like, yeah, I mean, I, cause I get frustrated now. I don't get frustrated, but you know, you're trying to tell homies like, they're like, I don't fuck. I'm not a follower. I'm not on Instagram. You'd be like, all right, man. Like (laughs) I get it, but (laughs) That's not what it's about, but all right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we were like a part of like the like what I like to call the old internet. Like like the internet was so much different back then. Yeah. And you could meet people and have like and build quality like relationships back then through those message boards or those chat rooms or whatnot. Yeah. And you'd be able to have like homies and connects all around the world and be able yeah. to trade things and and barter with people and that was what was so cool about internet at that time what was what was crazy too man is like um it was so new and so to be honest i didn't know i just didn't take it i didn't to me it was like ah like you know because i used to joke with most like most i don't know shit about that man whatever (laughs) but but giving him like the, the liberty and the free range to say hey man we need to do this you should do this you should try this and so I think when you said we were kind of different, speaking for myself, I think a lot of that had to do with coming from Pontiac, you know what I mean? Coming from Pontiac already, because it wasn't really like a scene in Pontiac, you know what I mean? So we already had to go to Detroit. We already had to go somewhere else and fuck with people that didn't know us and be diplomatic in that kind of way. So we was already ready to like, I guess you could say hit the internet to go to new places because we already had to leave and go to new places physically. Right. And when I hang out in Detroit, when I hang out in LA sometimes, sometimes I see the the artists there that's from there. They got this mentality like their city's the planet and everything comes to them and that's the center of the universe and like this is the place. But for me, I never had that thought. I always had this, I gotta get out of go. I gotta go to New York. I gotta go to Chicago. I gotta like like an athlete. We going to Chicago, we gonna get that that W. We we going to you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the internet the internet was like it helps you do that faster because you know, you could drive, but it's like, ah oh, man, I could just click a button. I'm in Germany, you know. <laughs> so yeah, man. You was like hitting it you like people like you was like the three point shooters or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, we're like the Steve Kerr. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, it's a little, it's a little deeper than that because I don't even want to reduce it to a player. Because right. I, right. You know, because th- here's here's what I used to tell most, and I'm not trying to make it about most, but people like I used to tell cats like, look, man, don't get it twisted. It's niggas who rapping our crew, but you very much a part of the crew, if not more. You know what I mean? Because people looking at like. This dude went to college. Like, he's just the owner of the team. <laughs> it's like, motherfucker, but he's, like, organizing. Like, while I'm over here putting together bars, like, you got people that's doing the same thing, but they're writing. They're writing editorials, you know what I mean? Or they're writing 
you know what I mean? Like, the things that we need, you know what I mean? Because, like, um, and like I said, some artists have more skills than others, you know what I mean? But it's just a really big deal to, like, and I used to tell certain cats in my crew, like, man, you can't be talking to these cats like they're nobody, man. They smarter than you, bro. <laughs> they actually can rap. They actually can do more shit than you. You know what I mean? Cats like I can rap, so bow down. It's like, nah, nah, nigga. Like, that's all you can do, though. You know what I mean? Right. When when you're coming from this this place, you were coming from Pontiac. There was you had other cats coming from Ann Arbor, um, Ypsilanti that were you know coming to Detroit to you know be a part of the scene or whatever and back then yeah. there was times when a lot of those detroit cats didn't want to fuck with the the cats from outside of detroit how did you of sort of weather that storm i mean this is what i'm saying man like it's it's skills like you know what i mean like we know this from listening to hip-hop like yeah we fuck with new york artists but if you're dope and you're from jersey like man we fuck with red man too not because he's from jersey because he's dope we don't fuck with Queen Latifah because she's from Jersey. It's because she's dope. We don't fuck with Common. So I knew, you know, like coming from Pontiac, I'm already, at that time, I'm already listening to Wu-Tang or Gangstar or some other shit that's not local. You know what I mean? So I'm not thinking, like, I want to be the dopest cat in Pontiac. I want to be the dopest cat in Detroit. You know what I mean? Um, but I did know... Cause I'm, you know, like an athlete, you know what I mean? Like when we go play basketball, man, we going there to win. We going there, we going there, we got to kick the door down. We not, hey, Detroit makes a noise, we hear. It's like, I got to go in here and fucking spit bars or do some shit. You know what I mean? Just basically rep, rep who I am. Not even necessarily rep where I'm from, but just rep, period. And people will be like, yo, where them dudes is from? Ah, man, they from the Yak. Ah, they actually kind of tight. You know what I'm saying? People used to say little shit about the yak, but they never said that shit to my face. Like, oh, y'all, Pontiac is this, Pontiac is that. People would more so be like, oh, y'all from the yak. You know what I mean? But, you know, for me, growing up in growing up in Michigan was growing up in Detroit. Like, I didn't have a Detroit residence, but, I mean, like, growing up in Pontiac, come on, man. <laughs> we went to parks in Detroit. We had girlfriends in Detroit. We went to churches in Detroit. We hung out in Detroit. We went to clubs in Detroit, like. Other than my physical residence, we're like, man, like that was a part. That was just a part of my growth and development too, you know. And like, and taking that everywhere, you know. It's cats in Detroit that couldn't really fuck around with Ann Arbor in the college scene. It's cats on the college scene that couldn't really fuck around in the hood, or you know what I mean. So for us, for me, it's like I want to be able to hoop indoor, outdoor. I want to be able to hoop at the at home on the road. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> like. You don't know, so you know people thought he was from Ann Arbor. I never repped Ann Arbor. I'm a, I'm repping anywhere the mic is. That's where I'm going. So I was repping Detroit. We was repping Ann Arbor. We was off in Roseville. We was off in. That's why I started screaming Waterworld because it's like, man, you can't even be just in Pontiac or Detroit. You got to be all over Michigan and everywhere we go. Instead of saying Pontiac in this bitch, like Pontiac still in here, whether I say it or not. But when I say Waterworld, people was like, ah, Waterworld, like, yeah, you know what I mean? I ain't saying everybody was feeling it, but people started gravitating towards that, you know what I mean? And, like, there was movements on top of movements, you know what I mean? I feel like. <clears throat> but, but but the most important thing was about being all-inclusive. And that's what, for me, that's what Subterranean was, and that's what Waterworld was. Waterworld was like an all-inclusive thing. It wasn't like, ah, this is Pontiac exclusive. 
Right. You know what I mean? It, it to me, it's not even just Michigan because the the Earth is water world, like Lake Michigan. So when we was fucking with Chicago homies, to me that was like, cause I I always equated it to like Wu Tang and, and Shaolin. Yeah. Like I would say, like you know, the UMCs they're from Staten Island, but Wu Tang Clan is from Shaolin. It's different, like kinda. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> It's like Waterworld is a place, but it's not even really Michigan. It's just like ah, they're from Waterworld. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was for so for me that was like an all inclusive thing. That was my intention. And then the same thing with Subterraneous. Like we was all on that underground shit, but I felt like man, even in the underground, like it's the same shit. Like you know, it's just underground. It's underground bullshit. So I was like Subterraneous. It's one who lives underground, but it's a certain mentality, you know? And I'm like, it ain't just me, like, this my crew. Come out to the sub shows and you could be my fan. I'm like, nah, you subterraneous. We all, this all this all our shit. Whether, whether you call it underground, hip-hop, real shit, true school, whatever, like, it's about the culture. That's just really what I was trying to celebrate, you know? And uh, I don't know, man. I think it's just kind of different in the minds of people when you say, like, hey, be my fan. Or like, hey, this our shit. Or like, yo, what you got up? This is what I'm doing. What you doing? <laughs> Versus like, this is what I'm doing. And who wants to like support me? You know what I mean? Right. Like the first time I uh, met you was at the Wired Frog. It was uh, the Bugs uh, tribute show. Ooh, uh, I, shit. I bought uh, the Binary Star Waterworld CD. And it was like, what was cool is like we became like friends like instantly. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, oh, boom, you know, because you, I think um, I was on some like message boards before that, and maybe you recognized my name from that. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we we became cool like instantly, and I felt that like inclusivity, in regards to how you act and how you know your crew acts, you know, and that was like really cool for somebody like me that was just starting to get involved in like the hip hop scene in the Detroit area. Nah, that's dope, man. That's really fresh, man. And you know, you know, it's not like like even like like back then, like to me, like you're you was always K fresh, you know? Now back then, like what does that mean? Nobody knows. <laughs> but like you know, you 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 identify yourself. Nobody knows what a one below is or a binary star is until you go out and identify that and make that known. And so that's what I mean, like you wasn't Kelly. <laughs> you didn't come out like I'm Kelly, you know right. what I'm saying? And like in in the in the fight in in like the uh, you know if like you know we talk about the final frontier and being pioneers, like that's like the internet is kind of like the final frontier, right? Right. And so and so maybe this dude was the first person to bring rap to Detroit or whatever. But I'm saying in the, in 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 the in the uh, cyber world, you was a you're you're a hip hop. Detroit pioneer and what I'm saying is nobody knew that then so so this is why you gotta fuck with people man because you don't know who's gonna be the next Elzai or the next K-Fresh or the next you know Eminem or the next whoever you know um yeah man and just treating people with respect and just like we all here together versus like ah yo he probably here to see me Yo, you in my crib. Yo, this my shit. Yo, I'm the leader of this thing. I'm I'm running this. It's like, nah, man. All these people leaders, you know, all of these people got their own shit, and it's all be- it's all a part of it. You know, it's all, all a part of the recipe. So I I always sell it. I grew up listening to Cruise, man. Like I had favorite cats in the crew, 
But like, I still fuck with you, God. I still fuck <laughs> with Capadonna. I still fuck with I fuck with the crew. Right. You fuck with the, you know what I mean? The whole family. So you know what I mean? Like, I never was intimidated. Like, oh man, people ain't gonna listen to me rap. I'm like, yo, listen to Malachi. This dude got bars. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um. Yeah, man. I just I just love hip hop in that in that communal kind of way because it's like all of it is dope to me. You know what I mean? It's not just one style or one artist. You know, we like we adore all of them, but it's like you said, Guilty Simpson. Guilt, it's a whole another different is necessity. You know, it's like iron, and then you gotta have like niacin. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have vitamin C. You can't just be like, you know, you can't just have Dilla. You can't just have Elzai. You gotta have Royces. You gotta have man. There's finales out there. There's Miss Coronas out there. There's Nigeri Earths out there. It's all this shit that. You know what I mean? We we see it every day, and so that's what's sharpening and honing our skills. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Oh shit! Like I just went to the Wire Frog and heard Black Milk Beats. Like this ain't on the internet. This is <laughs> shit I'm hearing. Like oh, like I need to go home and get my drums tight right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, and it was. I mean, I'm glad you you brought some of this stuff up because um, in regards to the things that I've done in the past and everything, because I've uh, I've told this story recently, because um, right now I you know I stay out in Harrison Township, and okay. you know I don't you know I don't go out to Detroit as much as I used to. Only though, even even though it's only a twenty minute drive for me because because yeah, yeah. I don't drink anymore, so I don't just go to bars for no reason at all like I did before. Right. But, but I was telling people that anytime I go down to Detroit, it seems like whether it's I'm going for a show or just going to the comic book store, like when I'm downtown Detroit, I'll just run into somebody that remembers me from like the old like St. Andrews days or the Elvis yeah. days or whatever. Even yeah. if I don't even know this person, they'll recognize yeah, yeah, yeah. me. And that means that means a lot to me. And like the last person that 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 um I told this story to that recognized me. She's like, well, that's because you're hood famous. Ah. <laughs> and, and I was just like, yeah. And I really like, um, take things like that, like seriously. And those compliments are, are more taken seriously in me than other compliments. Because w- when I, th- this is another I thing. I feel you, bro. People, you know what? Not to cut you off, just yeah. to contribute. Like, what you're saying, some people might not even know why it's even important. They might be like, oh, K-Fresh just want to be hood famous, or maybe he's just... <laughs> it's like, no, dog. It's re- like, what you're saying, you're saying when you're walking down the street, I bet that would happen if you was in Austin, bro. Right. <laughs> I, I bet, because people to this day, we didn't have a million followers, but t- the subboards, man... Motherfuckers, like, the people that was on the boards, when you meet those people in like man, these people been around 20-some years, man. Right, right. They still know Hasi. They still know Mosologist. They, they know people by their screen names, but <laughs> I know what you mean, but just magnify that. I'm talking about yourself, not even like me. Right. Magnify that. Imagine if you was at South by Southwest and somebody said, K-Fresh. Yeah. Right? K-Fresh, <laughs> you you know because it happens already. Right. And the reason the reason I take this seriously is... Because even before I entered the entered the hip hop scene in Michigan, I w- from a from an early age I was really interested in hip hop and black culture and everything 
just because I was coming up on like the MTV generation. Yo MTV Raps was big when I was a kid. You um you have sports figures like Jordan and everybody in the NW and and, and uh, NBA. And then you had um you had like sports figures like the Fab Five who were very, very like like hip hop, you know. So plus I grew up um in Warren, Michigan, right at eight mile. Probably the last generation, I'm like the last generation that really understood like what that eight mile divide really meant. So I was always curious to what that other side of eight mile meant. So I was always sort of like interested in a black culture. So when I entered the hip hop scene, I knew I wasn't there to fool around and be a, a caricature of, of black culture. I was yeah. there as a guest and to respect it. So yeah. that's why I felt like I got the props that I still get today. No, you always came in. You always came in like sharing what was out there. Like, you know what I look at it like? It's kind of like a bee pollinating flowers. Yeah. Like, you ain't changing shit. You just kind of like, yo, like I was over, like, you know what I mean? Because like some people, there's people that come on the scene like in a position like you. And then like a year later, they're just opinionated. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is fine. We're all opinionated. But it's like, who the fuck is this dude telling us? Like, I feel like when I think of you, I'm like, man, because when I think of certain people, I'm like, they was doing that before a lot of people was doing it. Right. Right. And so now, nah, you know how it is, man. I, I can imagine you walking down the street. Some girl got on a dealer shirt or whatever. Don't even know who it is. And it's just like and they don't even know who you are. Like, the fuck out of here. Like, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Or people having opinions and don't even know what they're talking about. Not even that they're bad. It's just like, yo, man, ask more questions. Be more humble. You'll learn more shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I think and, and what you're talking about is bigger than hip hop. You're talking about culture. And the reason why it's imp- the reason why it's kind of dope that you reckon like you recognize it in your own unique experience. But it's like, OK, check this out. There's a white kid who lives in a suburb in the mountains who got the same passion as you. Yeah. Who got the same whatever, whatever. The difference is because I, I started when I started traveling more, I'm like, ah, we got Mexicans in, in Pontiac, but the Mexicans in Pontiac are different than the Mexicans in L.A. Right. <laughs> Not because of Mexicans, because of region and culture. And all of that shit, just because of factories and infrastructure and shit like that, right? Yeah. So the white people in Seattle are different than the white people in Detroit. Not because they're different, but because of how you grew up and who you grew up around and what you have access to. So you could be like, I'm curious. Let me go to St. Andrews. And guess who the fuck's there? <laughs> Elzai standing there. <laughs> fucking Fat Cat's there. Motherfucking 14KT is there. V Styles is there. Like, maybe uh, Rozelle is performing. Like... That's not living in the mountains, bro. That's why you got a different seasoning. So that's why it's bigger than being white. It's bigger than the internet. It's bigger than I like Dilla. It's bigger than I went to a show. It's like you have, you you got all of that seat. Like you just being from Detroit, it's like even growing up, like you didn't just grow up thinking about the Five Five. Like you're from where they're from. Like you're like and like all of this shit. And it's not just hip hop, it's soul, it's Motown, it's, man, it's that blue collar grind shit. It's like that whole, it's a lot of shit that goes into who we are. And I'm saying it's because 
you're totally different. But when me and you go to Albuquerque, me and you are way more alike in a lot of these <laughs> ways. Everything you just said is my life. Right. <laughs> you just describe my. You just describe how I like because we, you know, we. I'm older, but I'm nah. I'm, we were really the same age, bro. Like when I when we were younger, I'm like these these dudes are young. But it's like, man, you're like three years younger than me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because now it's like it's a whole another thing. But I'm just saying this to say, like, it's 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 not a black or a white thing. It's not I'm from here, I'm from there, or I love hip hop or that. Like, because a lot of people have those things and think it's just that. But it's so many things that weather and culture and season who we are, you know, so many, so many things, you know what I mean? Even on the Detroit scene, even on the, I got to say Michigan, because it, 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 it is bigger than, the, we met at the Wire Frogs, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I can't just be like, only talk to me about St. Andrews and the Rhythm Kitchen and the hip hop shop. It's like, bro, the, the Blind Pig, the Wire Frog, it was some shit that went down to Flint. It was some shit that was happening. You know, those people coming from Traverse City. Um, Detroit is a huge part of this, but it's like the way that it impacted all of us and the way the Invincibles came to Detroit and the Apollo Browns came to Detroit and the Mahogany. Like, it's so much bigger than just that one place, but it's like, it's like the thing, it's like what happens in that bowl and the way it gets mixed up, it's like, it's beautiful, yo. You know what I'm saying? There was something that you posted on Facebook recently that I want to bring up because it was a very interesting question. It kind of goes into what we're already talking about. You posted, if you call yourself white or think you're a white person, why is that? Why did you pose that question? Um, I posed that question because for, for a few reasons, but I was just curious to see how people would respond to it, you know? Um, and one thing that, there's many things that sparked it, but uh, there's a couple experiences that I had that I can share with you real quick. Okay. Um, maybe in 2003, I was leaving Saudi Arabia, and I was like at this like house like that. It's like a, a Wayfarer house. It's like a house. A lot of people like I guess they kind of like it's like a place where travelers are like ah, I'm just here like to catch my flight tomorrow. So like, who knows how many people are staying there? You know. Right. Um, a lot of Muslims was in this house. A lot of people, you know, when I say a lot of people, maybe it's like 30, 40, 50 people in this building, whatever it was, you know. And this guy's asking me, I'm just staying overnight because I had a flight the next day. And this Sudanese brother was like, so who do you, how did you get here? Who do you know here? Like, how did you get to this place? Because there's people from all over the world here. I'm like, um, yeah, I know Abdurrahman. And there's like a hundred Abdurrahmans, you know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> he's like, like which Abdurrahman? And I'm like, the white guy from Boston. And he said, I do not like to describe people like this. And in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like I'm thinking to myself, like, how would I describe this guy? Like, that's, <laughs> at that time... You know, I'm like, you know, you ask me, like, which Abdurrahman? It's a hundred Abdurrahmans. All of them are African and Arab, and this guy is white, and he's from Boston. I'm going to say the white guy from Boston. So it started making me think at that time, like, like how do we describe people? Like, when you describe Stevie Wonder, some people would say he's the blind guy. Or some people would, like, do you say Michael Jordan is the black, bald-headed guy on the Bulls team? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
But anyways, 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 and when I was in prison, I used to study with the Morris Science Temple and, you know, some of the teachings. I can't remember, like, verbatim, but I do remember, like, you know, some of the teachings said things like, you know, we don't call ourselves, we don't call ourselves black because black, according to science, means death. You know, it's talking about that, like, we don't, you know, because, like, at times in, in America, they call black people Afro-Americans. They call them colored Americans. They call them African American. Like now, as we call them African Americans or Black Americans, one time. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, what's going to be the next phrase? You know, when you know when you read old books, people were calling us colored. Right. And they and, and they talk about these words like where does nigger and the Niger River or like where does these words originate from or or why we don't identify or why they don't identify with these words, like, as far as identifying myself. So instead of getting into that, people, those people might identify themselves as Moors, not I'm black, like I'm Moor, or not, even though we are a, a skin color, but there's black melanated people or people that come from black people that have less melanin, yeah. all of that stuff, you know what I mean? So anyways, another experience that just recently happened, I was on the road in Oregon, and some guy hands me a flyer or a CD or something, and it said "Betray Whiteness." And this guy's white, you know. I don't, I don't. I'm using this word just for the context of the conversation, you know. This guy, he, this, this guy hands me a flyer. Some people would say this, this white guy, this Caucasian dude, this Anglo. Saxon, whatever. I don't remember his name. I would just call him by his name, but I don't remember his name. So this artist, he's an artist. I'm calling him white because I, I want to point out the fact that he handed me a flyer that said betray whiteness. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when he handed me this flyer, I'm like, okay, I have my own understanding of what whiteness is because in my opinion, in my understanding, whiteness is a mentality. You know what I mean? It's like when I think of race, I think of it being like constructed and and being like, you know what I mean? It's a system. It's not it's not about color, you know what I mean? It's about other things, but color plays a huge role in it. But that's any that's another thing. But anyways, this guy says betray whiteness. So because he's standing there, I'm like, yo man, I'm curious. What what does that mean? Like because I didn't pick this up off the table, you know what I mean? So he's there, he handed it to me, it's his shit. I'm like, what does that mean? Betray whiteness to you, you know? And he's like, oh, man, I go out and I tell white people about, you know, what, what, you know, tell people about whiteness and what it is and what, you know, while we're out here do, doing this and what's, you know, what's wrong with white people, basically, so, in so many words. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It sounded cool. So I was like, all right, so let me ask you this question. Are you white? And he's like, well, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm white, which, you know, that's a conversation in my opinion. But I was like, okay. I said, so if you're white, then what am I though? He's like, well, you're black. So he identified himself as white, and he identified me as black. That's, those were his words. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I'm not going to identify him as white. I'm going to identify him, you know, how how does he want to be identified? You know, you think this guy's white and he's like, nah, I'm Armenian, you know what I'm saying? Or 
I'm Italian or, you know, are you black? No, I'm not black. You know, I'm Dominican or whatever. And it's like, you know, I'm talking about going beyond skin color, man. Because there's, you know, there's, you know, I met people in places that's a couple shades lighter than me and they think they're white because they're lighter than everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, white has a different definition all over the world. You know what I mean? But I'm talking about, um, yeah, I had another conversation with a guy who identified himself as white. And we were having a conversation, you know what I'm saying? He was like, you know, he was talking about race, you know what I mean? And I said, so, the, you know, when you when you call a person black, you kind of like erase, you know, it's not what you do all the time, but I mean, some people, when they black you out, they just basically, it's like, I don't even know or care where you came from. It's like when you call somebody a slave, when you say that person was a slave, you kind of erase this person's whole entire identity just by calling them a, because no, no, I don't even want to call slaves, like, I don't even, I don't think a slave would say like, hey, I'm a slave. Like, Hey, I'm from Africa and now I'm a slave. You know what I mean? Like people were enslaved and captured. Now I identify slaves as like more like POWs. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, getting back to the color thing, it's like when I, you know, I was talking to this other guy that I'm telling you now. And when he was talking about race, I said, so if you're not white, like, if we just take away the term black, because some people could say, like, here's another exa- here's another experience I had when I was in Germany. First time I went to Germany. I'm at the battle of the year, you know. It's people all over the world here. And I'm talking to this young dude. He was like 15 years old. He's from Germany. And he said he's African. You know, he's black. He's African. This is my first time having a conversation like this. He's like, where you from? I said, yo, I'm from America. He's like, no, where you from? I said, oh, I'm from Michigan, from the United States. He's like, no, I mean, like, where you from, though? I said, oh, I'm from Pontiac, Michigan. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. He's like, like, I live in Germany. He's like, but I'm from Senegal. Like, my family's from Senegal. He's like, where you from? I was like, damn. This is like back in, like, probably like 2003, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, like, like I, I couldn't even answer that. You know what I mean? And, and, like, when you go to other countries, some people think that's crazy. Like, you don't know your great, 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 great. You don't know where you're from. That's so sad. You must be miserable. I'm like, nah, I think, like, we're from this. You, we, we from the United States. We've been here for a long time. So some people identify with the term black for many reasons. Some people identify with the term white for many reasons. So, you know. Uh, clearly, I'm just sharing some experiences, but, you know, from some of these conversations, you know, when I thought about what that young that brother said when I was in Germany, I was like, man, where am I from? And when when you say black, it for some people, it identifies them as a, as a group for one reason, but for other people, it could totally eliminate, like, and just blur a whole lot of information. And it's the same thing with calling somebody white. Or even calling somebody American. It's like, when you say American, there's no one identity. What does that mean? I'm American. 
Right, like, right. man, we're two totally different people. Same thing with being black, same thing with being white. So one white person or black person or person doesn't speak for other persons, even though they might, you know, have the same, like, ideas and sentiments. So anyways, I'm talking to this guy who was like, well, we used to be Italian. The white guy who was ta- identifying himself as white, he was yeah. saying how his family, he's like, you know, a long time ago we were Italian before we, when we came to this country, and now, you know, now Italians are white. And I'm like, think about what you just said, bro. You by identifying yourself as white. I'm not saying he gotta identify as Italian or he has to do anything or that he has to identify himself in any kind of way. But for some people, it's like once I make it to that group, once I make it to the white, the white, once I'm accepted as white, like I'm white now, and and that makes me a part of the majority. That makes me. Now, once we start understanding race and the, and the reason why it exists in the first place, I'm not even saying that being white benefits everybody in the same way or being black benefits everybody in the same way. I'm talking about even just in the sunlight, you know what I mean? Um, but what does it mean to you as a person? What does it mean when you say I'm white? Are you identifying your skin color? Do you, do you understand... <laughs> You know, uh, are you identifying yourself as a part of a group? I'm just curious. You know, it's just more like a dialogue, you know. And and I started that conversation on my page. You know, when people said, I'm, you know, identifying myself as this, I didn't, I'm not, I, I responded to a couple people, but I'm not here to like, I'm just really here to just, you know, spark thoughts and ideas and and create spaces where people could talk about them and think about them, even if it's in your own head, you know, because like you, I don't think you, I don't know if you posted on that or not, but even just the fact that you brought it up. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people really think about this. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm white. Why, why do I call myself white? Like, what does it mean to be white? You know? And I'm not even, all people don't identify that way. You know, some people say I'm not she, which that's something that I would say. He, some people would be like, oh, I, he don't want to be black. He don't want to be white. It's not even, it's not about what you want to be. I, I, I ask that question and a lot of people say, well, people look at me like this. So that's how other people see me. But I didn't even, I didn't even come back and say, I didn't ask you what other people thought. Because I'm not even asking you about what other people think. I'm asking you, how do you identify yourself and why? So I wouldn't identify myself like, yo, like, who are you? I'm black. <laughs> but I identify as, I identify as that that's part of, that's part of my package, you know what I mean? That's not the sole ingredient. That's basically what I'm saying, you know. Yeah, even part just of who this, you are. Yeah. even to say like, you know, I'm you know, even even the question of where you from. That's another thing I want to ask like where you from? Cuz some people say I was born in Detroit. I live in Detroit, grew up in Detroit. I'm from Detroit. Some people say I was born in Pittsburgh, but I moved to Detroit when I was three. I basically say I'm from Detroit. Some people say I lived in L.A. They only lived there two months. So what is it? What does it mean when you say I'm from? Like, who gets to say I'm from where? Or I'm or I'm where? Where? Like, where are you from? And why do you like? Because man, Chicago shaped the mold who I am today. Right. Albuquerque shaped the mold who I am today. Los Angeles, Seattle, Cairo. Medina, it's a whole lot of places that I went. D- Detroit, Ann Arbor, Traverse City, like all of these pl- Flint, these pe- places shaped the people there, the culture there, the food, the music, 
all of it shaped and molded who I am. I was born in Pontiac, but you know, it's like, man, you know what? I'm I'm from the earth, bro. <laughs> my home, my home is my home is the. You know what I mean? When I look at it like that, now it's like, ah, I'm about to go check out my neighbors next door. I'm about to go check out my neighbors in Argentina. That was my. If I'm looking at them like that's my family, that's my brothers. I could have a different conversation about even about anything. But if I'm looking at it like, yo, man, what are those Egyptians doing over there? What are they, what are they thinking? Like, I don't know. I don't know Egyptians. I don't know. Oh, somebody said they're crazy. They, yeah, that must be true. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like if I know them, if that's my fam, I could be like, yo, yo, fam, like, what's good over there? What's happening? What's happening back in Detroit right now? Instead of reading a newspaper, instead of, you know, getting caught up in, like, fantasy songs or whatever, you know, um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to know because we use these words. Like for example, I had a song called "Pigs," you know, and I'm spitting a verse to this. I'm spitting a verse, and I say, "Okay, let's explore." Pigs never sweat through pores. What they want to sweat you for? Why the black brown you feel less secure? Pat them down, hands up, feet spread the floor. And there's one lady. She's like, "Why you say brown? You could have just said why the black you feel less secure." To her. It wasn't necessary for me to say the word brown at all. Right. To somebody else, it's like, man, you inclu- you included so many different people in their own minds who identify themselves as brown. I'm not over here saying you're a brown guy. I'm talking about you. Man, you got to identify yourself as that. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but I know these words. It's like, what do these words mean to different people? You know, even the word here, here's a more, even a better question. And I want to ask this question too. One time I was at a, a hip hop conference in Madison, Wisconsin, um, a long time ago. I can't remember what year, maybe like 2001, maybe 2003, four, something like that. And I would, you know, Boots, Boots from the Cool was like performing on this, like at the Capitol. It was a march. It was like, it was like one of those like build schools, not prisons kind of thing, you know? Yeah. A big thing, you know, Madison, Wisconsin, and the next day, I'm at Continental Breakfast, and, um, you know, I'm over there at the table by myself, but there's some people, like, next to me, and they're having a conversation, and one of the dudes was Mike360, like a dub graffiti artist from, like, New Mexico, you know what I mean? And I, oh, I'm eating my little waffles or whatever, and I overhear him saying, like, yeah, man, you know, like, a lot of people... You know, we don't identify ourselves as Hispanic because that acknowledged the white man as our conqueror. Oh, okay. And when and when he said this, my ears perked up, be- mainly because I have a song where we like, this is for blacks, whites, Asians, Hispanics, Christians, Muslims, Moors, and Melanics, Northwest, East, South Pacific to Atlantic. Like, I said that in a song, bro. And I'm like, man, he said Hispanics identify the white man as their conqueror. He said, and then he said, we don't identify ourselves. He said, it's the same thing as Latinos, but he's like, it's just a different phrase. And he talked about Chicanos. And he, he was like, this is, I don't, at the time, I never even heard this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm listening because I'm like, man, if I'm on stage saying this is for blacks, whites, ages, Hispanics, how do people feel when they hear that word? Because different people understand it differently, you know? And, and because of that conversation, I always wanted to like, do some kind of song or some kind of thing like just 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 about that specifically 
you know, but I, I like tackling stuff like that in different kind of ways, man. Like, especially words, because I just, I fuck with words. So it's like, what is the word? What does gray mean to you? What does white mean to you? You know, what is, you know, and like a lot of times when I write songs or even verses, you know, just metaphorically, I'll, you know, I'll spit some from different angles because it's more than one ways to look at something, you know, spit a lot of entendres, double entendres and metaphors and similes and, you know what I mean? Because that's just art, you know what I mean? Paint, paint pictures with words. And so it's like, you know, I'm not saying I'm like, I'm going to take this information and be like, oh, I'm about to write a verse. But it's like, if people are open enough to, you know, feel safe enough to be like, this is what white means to me. This is what black means to me. You know, how I identify. I like, and there's no wrong answer, you know? It's like, ah, that's personal. But, you know, I just think it's interesting when people be like, ah, people think I'm this, so I call myself that. Or, you know, people think, so it's like if everybody thinks you're a loser or a, a felon or, you know, up to no good or a suspect, the question is, how are you going to identify yourself, though? Like, if it's up to everybody else, I'm a five-time felon, yo. I can't get a job or I, I'm a... I'm a, I'm a, I didn't go to college. Like, if I'm letting other people describe, if I'm looking at my stat sheet, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, how do I identify myself, you know? Right. When I go to Pontiac or when I'm on the internet or, I'm, you know, I'm not a scholar. Or people are like, oh, man, you, I'm a, you're like a teacher. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not, I'm not trying to teach anybody, you know? I see something that I think is cool or interesting and, you know, I digest it the way I do. I share, if I think it's cool, I just share. I'd rather talk about shit I think is cool they talk about shit I don't like, you know. I'd rather talk about the love. It's it's a lot of haters out here, I guess. But, man, I'm looking at some cool-ass flowers right now, man. That's way cooler to me than haters, you know what I mean? If I think somebody threatening my life, it's different, you know. If I think somebody... There's some people out here trying to, you know, stop me from rapping or stop you from, you know, dunking the basketball. That's, that's sports, man. You know they're going to boo you when you're at the free throw line. Right. You know, you know they're gonna try to steal the ball from you, intercept your passes, talk shit. You know, I just put out a double album called Binary Star. I already know some people are gonna say this, some people are gonna say that, but like, what that got to do with me though? You know, <laughs> I'm just right. I, I'm just identifying myself, bro. How people think my shit is great? That's none of my business. People think my shit's whack, man. That's none of my business, man. You know what it is? I got a product. I got a skill set, you know, that, you know, I offer to whoever who, you know, I never told nobody to buy my shit or to do anything. It's like, man, there it is. Like, and, you know, people find it, people embrace it, you know, the people that do. And and we share, man, there's an exchange, you know, and money is not the only exchange. Like, liking my page is not the only thing we can get out of life, you know. Like, you know, you, you didn't even respond to that post, but, like, you know, having a conversation. I would be curious to understand, to know, like, what you thought about that, man. Like, identifying yourself as white, what it means to be white. Like, what you know, when people say I'm white, like, you could, it means it's not even saying like, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I have pale skin. Like, they're they're saying something else. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Same thing with being being black, and right. you know, even people saying people of color. All of these terms, you know, some of these terms are really safe. Some of these terms, people use them all the time. Like, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black. Sometimes <laughs> they only use them when they, like, in court or, you know, you know what I mean? And it's like, what does it really mean to, like, 
you know, in your own eyes when you look in the mirror, you know what I mean? And and why do you identify that? And for myself, that meaning always expands, you know, that understanding continues to grow. That's, so that's why I ask questions, you know what I mean? But if you don't answer that, man, or even contribute to that, I would be curious, you know, because it's, it's just something that I think about, you know, especially with people that's around me that, you know, you just want to know, like, damn, you fuck with Trump or you fuck with, you know, this, like, why? I'm just curious, you know? Instead of saying, I don't know why people voted for Trump, because <laughs> I'd rather ask, like, hey, why did you vote for that dude? Or why, right. you know, what do you think about that? You know what I'm saying? Wait, one second. I want to give me a glass of water. Yeah. Boom, shock. Galak, galak. Galak, lock, galak, galak. Okay, on that, um, the whole subject of that question, you know what the funny thing is from my perspective, when you, th- like, a lot of times, like, people like me will get the question, like, what's your ethnic background? You know, you know, like, are you Italian? Are you this? Are you that? And when you kind of think about, like, society, especially our, our, um, our like, the U.S. culture, you know, in the past and even probably today, you know, there's, there has been certain prejudices against, you know, Jewish people, and they, uh, you know, can, can uh, you know, think of themselves as white, or Italians, or the Irish. You know, there's always been sort of different, you know, prejudices for certain people, because the, you know, the term white kind of spreads to so many different, you know, things. And, like, I remember, like, in one of the Chris Rock specials, he was talking about that, and he's like... He, something about calling people a cracker and he's like, but I'm from Romania. And he's like, you Romanian cracker. And I was just like, <laughs> there's like these things that are like, yeah, there's a lot of people that can sort of, um, identify as white, but like, I've never really thought about like why I, I sort of, um, identify cause it was just always there. And the question that, like I just said that we always kind of get is like, what is like your family history? Like, where do you come from? And right. I don't, and I, I've never dug deep, but like, I don't think I have anything that's like the, I don't have the Irish, the heavy Irish or the heavy, um, you know, Italian or any of the ones that are kind of like the popular ones. So it's just like, I never really knew what, what I did find out is that my last name Fraser is like of like a Swedish descent, I think. Okay. So that was one thing that I, you know, I did find, but to, you know, I never really thought about it because we don't, we just kind of, it's like, we're white, you know? <laughs> like, and see, here's the thing, bro. Like, here's the, here's the thing. There's people that don't even know why they don't even have to talk about it. Like yeah. some people like take, for example, there's Jewish people, maybe not now, but there was a time. People are going to know if you're Jewish or not, and that also has a consequence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, even today. So, like, for example, this this conversation or these topics, like, it's so much bigger than color because, like, you brought up Romania. One time I was in Romania, and the homie, the Romanian homie, he was talking to me, and he was like, yeah, man, you know, these gypsies out here, man, gypsies, they don't work, they... They beat their women, they, you know, they do drugs, they're lazy, like, you know what I mean? And the way he was describing gypsies, who are not black people, 
but he wasn't, he, you know, there's a there's another power structure, a different power structure. In Romania, I could walk in a restaurant, nobody's looking weird at me. But if I was gypsy, they would be looking at me different. You know what I right. mean? When when I'm when I'm hanging out with Sudanese, like they're Sudanese, but these guys will say, "No, I'm from Nuba Mountains. I'm from Marwa." Like it's like a tribal mentality. So even like Native Americans, they're like, yo, I'm Native, but they're like, yo, Diné is my, tr- like, that's my nation. That's my tribe. Like, so even though people identify even as a, a term, it's like, okay, if, if, if I identify myself as white and David Duke identifies as white and Trump identifies as white, like, what am I saying? You know what I mean? Right. Now you could go even further and say, "Well, if I'm a human and he's human, I'm not. I'm just talking about a term and a word that's not even really necessary. I'm not talking about how the society views it. I'm just saying, like, how do I truly identify myself? Like, who am I? And I'm so much more than just a rapper or a black man. Or like, I'm all of those things. I'm a father. I'm a basketball player. I'm a cook. I'm a you know, if you ask me my profession, that's one thing. But if you ask me who I am, like, man, I'm a, like, we're, we're many things. How do you identify yourself? That's the question. You're an artist. Oh, not really. You know, it's like, I see an artist, but do you identify yourself as that way? You know what I mean? Um, and, and when it comes to race, when it comes to color, you know, those are different words. But I'm just specifically talking about the word black. In the word white. And in my question, I didn't say like, I think this or what. I was just like, yo, if you call yourself this, why? Go. Right. And, you know, it ain't the safest space for everybody to talk about it, you know. But it's like, yo, man, even, you know, even when I say like, yo, being black, I, you know, I got a book that I just wrote. This is another thing. I got a, I got a, my next album is called Baby, Being a Black Youth. And, um, and I just wrote a, bio you know um it's about growing up you know it's about my, it's about being be, it's about myself but it's also about you know growing up in michigan it's also about the auto industry it's also about the prison industrial complex it's also about you know being the darkest person in my family um yeah man it just you know skin color plays a different you know, has a different impact on all of us, you know, uh, some more than others, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's just always good to, you know, hear other people's perspectives, you know what I mean? Right. Because, you know, you say African and it's like, yo, all, you can say African, but all Africans or all Americans don't even agree with each other. <laughs> so, it, so if you want to keep it general, you can say humans. I'm not trying to classify people and put them in a box. I'm just wondering why people identify themselves as this or that, you know? Yeah, it was an um, interesting uh, question when you uh, posed it about what that term is. Because um, there's this book that I was uh, reading at the same time um, that you posed that question. Yeah, I'll show it to uh-huh. you right here. You can, can you see it on the thing? What is it called? It's called uh, In Praise of Shadows. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's... it's um. It's by this, uh, <clears throat> this Japanese author, uh, Jun Ichiro uh, Tanizaki. He was a, um, a 
pretty uh, well-known author a long time ago. I think this was probably written maybe in the 60s, and it was a book. It's a book called *In Praise of Shadows*, and it was a bit about how the use of shadows in the aesthetics of Japanese culture, um, just in the looks of everything, architecture, rooms, and whatnot. And he got to a part about um, about skin color, and it was very interesting. And I want to read this part, like. Because oh, it, 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 it kind of went into everything that we're talking about. Okay, it says, But beyond such differences in temperaments, I should like to consider the importance of the differences in color of our skin. From ancient times, we have considered white skin more elegant, more beautiful than dark skin. And yet somehow this whiteness of ours shift, our, our whiteness of ours differs from that of white races. Taken individually, there are Japanese who are whiter than Westerners and Westerners who are darker than Japanese. But their whiteness and darkness is not the same. Let me take an example from our own experience. When I lived on the bluff of Yokohama, I spent a good deal of my leisure in the company of foreign residents at their banquets and balls. At close range, I was not particularly struck by their whiteness, but from a distance, I could distinguish them quite clearly from Japanese. Among the Japanese were ladies who were dressed in gowns no less splendid than the foreigners and whose skin was whiter than theirs. Yet from across the room, these ladies, even one alone, would stand out unmistakably from amongst the group of foreigners. For the Japanese complexion, no matter how white, is tinged with, by a slight cloudiness. These women were no way resistant about powdering themselves. Every bit of exposed flesh, even their backs and arms, they covered with a thick coat of white. Still, they could not efface the darkness that lay below their skin. It was plainly visible as dirt at the bottom of a pool of pure water. Between mm. the fingers, around the nostrils, and on the, the nape of the neck, along with the spine, along these places especially, Dark, almost dirty shadows gathered, but the skin of the Westerners, even those darker complexion, had a limpid glow. Nowhere they tainted by the gray shadow. From the tops of their heads to the tips of the fingers, the whiteness was pure and all unadulterated. This is, thus it is that when one of us goes amongst the Westerners, it is like a grimy stain on the sheet of white paper. The, sl mm. the sight offends even our own eyes and leaves us none too pleasant a feeling man that's hard man <laughs> that's what do you think about that bro that's real man yeah when i was reading that i was like wow like that i've never even thought about that in regards to other cultures like the japanese see and here's the thing that's so yo when you ask that question because my question as broad as it sounded it's going to affect everybody differently because different people think of white differently, right? Yeah. That's why I said, if you call yourself white, I didn't say white people. I didn't say dear Americans, European people, whoever uses this term. Like even when I said black, if you call yourself a black person, that's going to be some Dominican folks, some Haitian folks. That's going to be some white folks like identify black, you know? So my point is, You'd be surprised what a Japanese person would say about just because when you start talking about skin color, 
there's black people that's whiter than some white people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just like in that book. So it's like, what do people think about those kind of things? Because if it's merely just the skin color, that woman's going to realize, like, you know what? Like, bro, I was in Saudi Arabia riding from Medina to Riyadh, a seven-hour ride with this brother. And this brother's, like, straight Saudi. And, like, you know, like, a lot of, like, Middle Easterners, to me, they, they could totally look, like, Mexican or, you know. But, like, man, we're, like, three, four hours into the trip. We're talking to each other. We're getting to know each other. It's all, you know, seven hours. He says to me, he says while he's driving, he says, look at this. You are black man. I am white man. But we are brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and when he said that shit, I was like, <laughs> this dude just called me black and he called himself white like if we was in America bro this motherfucker straight from Saudi Arabia he's he would not be considered white in America but he identifies himself as a white man in Saudi Arabia you know what I mean and I was just like whoa and what he was saying he was trying to say a really cool thing but he identified you know what I'm saying right. and it's just like you know, it's like, you know, I think, you know, I was just trying to tell one this young dude because he asked me, this young homie, he's like half Mexican, half black, and he asked me about the word nigger and using this word and some stuff that happened in the fam, whatever, whatever. But make a long story short, I was like, look, man, gas mask is my homie. He's Mexican, but he's not my Mexican homie. He's my homie. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm not, I, I'm not erasing where he's from or anything like that but i don't i don't introduce him as my mexican homie you know what i mean i don't have i don't i have friends yeah some of them are white some of them are jewish some of them are black some of them are this some but i don't i don't i don't introduce you to my jewish friends you know what i mean unless i'm like ah yo yo you speak hebrew yo my boy speak you know what i mean right 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 you know, that kind of thing, but it's not, I'm not like, yo, I'm proud to say I have white friends. I'm proud to say I have black. It's like, man, make, because some people live in Indiana in the middle of nowhere and they're surrounded by Chinese people. It's about friends, bro. I've been places where we don't even speak the same language verbally, but there's many other languages. Like kindness is a language. Love is a language, food is a language, music is a language. There's many languages you can speak and still get along with people and never even use words. Yeah. And it's bigger than skin color. It's bigger than words. It's bigger than I'm American. It's like, that's when it's like, ha, ha, you know, what does it mean to be human? You know, what does it mean? What does it mean to be bigger than? Because those things are just like seasonings and flavors. Like, you know, like there's a verse in the Quran where it says that we made you different so that you may learn from each other, not so that you may despise each other. So, you know, when your when your when your color becomes superior, it's a it's a sign of superiority, or even just erasing somebody. Like just because I I identify myself as black, does that mean I get to own somebody else's black existence? You know what I mean? Right. Like ah, you don't talk like a real black person. Like what does that mean? Like I had a I had a homie, she was Korean, and I was like, ah man, I was like, I said something about like, ah, your name's Jane, like, you know, like, 
that, you know, that's not like a Korean name. She's like, it is a Korean name. I was like, damn, yeah. Like, she's Korean. Her name's Jane. Jane's a fucking Korean name. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, who are you to say what? Right. Like, tradition. Traditionally, this is this is, or traditionally that is. But it's like, who are you to say, you know, what? What's what? You know what I mean? You know, same thing with hip hop. If you ask the question, what is hip hop? Right. Right. Like, like who's hip hop? What's hip hop? And then you know, some people are oh, skinny jeans. I'm like skinny jeans. Fam, let's go. I could show you all kind of pictures of our favorite rappers wearing the skinniest of jeans. It's not a bar <laughs> jeans, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? And um, but they're just complicated questions, man. And it's like, who, who's right and who's wrong? And how do you? And so you know, like, how do you exist in that? Like, you know, on some one man army shit, it's like. It's a concept. It's like we're all, we're we all got to be that to some certain certain extent, you know. You know, when they when they go and get tough or whatever, you know, the just the you know, the many battles throughout life. Life is not going to be a continuous battle, but there will be battles, and sometimes you got to do that shit alone. You got to do some homework, some self self care, or some self cleaning, or some self healing. You know, um, the greatest battle is is the battle itself. You know. Right. Struggling with your own demons and struggling with your own laziness and struggling with your own ignorance or whatever, arrogance, pride, you know. And so that's what the one man army for me means. You know, it's not it's not about one like, yo, I'm out here and I'm the one. It's, it's more so like, yo, in my, in my world, when nobody else is around, there's still battles. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, Definitely. Uh, you know, and um, but it's also like one man army. Like that's all I am. I'm just one person. You know, I'm not a whole group, or a, a whole entire community in myself. I'm just a part of it. You know, playing my part. Some people play bigger parts than others. You know, um, but like yeah, man, ants, molecules, all that shit's important. Just as important as the biggest planet. You know, or a dinosaur. You know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, before we get out of here, um, what are you doing these days? Um, you know, going back and forth between Cairo and Egypt and the States, um, I really want to, you know, I'm, I'm finding, like, a greater purpose every day, you know what I mean? And in Cairo, you know, I recently got a space out there, started working with more artists in the community. Um I don't I don't like to point out the fact that, you know, a lot of these people are from the refugee community, but that's that's where it is. And that's where I find like a, a great purpose, you know, um, not not like that's my only purpose in life. But I feel like, you know, there's little things we can do to like just share ideas and just just build each other, you know. So having a space over there, you know, I started taking my gear over there. You know, I want to I want to start doing stuff like taking more books and gear and like just just empowering communities with like knowledge and tools man you know um stuff that we might even throw away you know um but between that and um pushing out this music man making a lot of beats um just looking at like you know spend more time identifying myself as a producer so starting with this binary starters double album you know um I'm excited about it, man, because I did a lot of beats on the record, you know. And this this is the first time I put out an album where I'm rapping on my own beats. Okay. You know, um, Autocons 
you know, contributing on just on a on the whole project, you know. Um, but yeah, man, that's what I've been doing lately, man. Just making two, three beats a day, fucking with social media, getting ready to book some shows and go on the road and push this album um, and get get my merch up, you know what I'm saying, so I can start pushing this record. But yeah, man, just pushing sound, pushing up, pushing that sound, you know. Um, just stacking my beats, man. So when I roll up on Elzai, I got a hundred beats to play. Or <laughs> um, not really having nothing to prove, man. Just doing shit for the love and for the culture, and just doing ill shit. You know what I mean? So I got, like I said, I got a solo project called Baby, being a black youth. I'm thinking about dropping it on on Black Friday, which is November 23rd. Um. I'm excited about that because I normally don't go out and get features on, on records, you know what I mean? Um, at least in the past. But when I have when I recorded that album, I, you know, I reached out to some folks and I was like, oh shit, like he sent the verse the next day. Oh damn, she sent the verse. Oh damn, he sent the verse. Like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> like, you know, so, right. so, um, but it's being a black youth and it's just, uh, yeah, man, that's the whole fetus on the ground, stillborn labor, kick push baby concept and i got a i got a book that's coming with that um that's what that's my intentions you know same with this binary star record that i just dropped i just dropped the book like it's a fiction but it's like man it's it's if you know the discography you like oh man it's a two-headed dragon the conquistadors is in there et is in there rocket <laughs> ship like man water world it's a binary star like it's two sons it's like you know um a wolf man, it's all that shit, the evil itself, but it's just the fiction, just explaining the universe of, you know, and, you know, there's a priest called Pose that makes all this magic, and, like, there's there's, there's these ancient temples, these ancient pyramids are like trachozoids, like, it's, it's like, if you know our discography, man, it's, it's pretty fresh, but even if you don't, it's just a story about adventure, and a boy wonder who basically finds out he's the one-man army, and then he gotta go, like, make you got to go find a slang blade or make this slang blade and then go to the black hole and like <laughs> basically get the dragon. Right. It's a two headed. It's a dragon, but it like it has like an extra head on it. Then you got to cut the head off and then they come back to water road and then they basically form the fellowship. And um, yeah, that's like the, the gist of it. But it's it's pretty dope, man. And the whole thing kind of rhymes. You know what I mean? I just want to be able to go in schools like I, I already go into schools and do workshops and stuff, but I want to like like really have my own tools you know what i mean yeah like you know so it's it's a it's a story but it's also about alliteration and metaphors and hyperboles and illusions and shit like that you know what i mean what sort of advice like could you give to somebody like let's say somebody who's listening to this interview who may not even know who you are or even into hip-hop you know, what sort of uh, nugget of knowledge could you sort of extract from your life that somebody else could place in their own life to, you know, in regards to anything that they're doing? I mean, you know, it might sound cliche or really simple, man, but I would say be yourself, you know. And in order to be yourself, it's like, you know, what does that even mean? Because, like, you know, you might... You might have a crew and be like, ah, yeah, this is what I, this is what we doing, this is what we, this, this is our sound, this is what we on, and it's like, yeah, what, what are you on though? Is that, is that you? Like, are you 
on the same shit your family is on or you know like are you a part a product of the generation are you like exactly like everybody else in your city or do you have your own thoughts like do you have your own ideas are you unique in your own crew you know do you hear something that nobody else hears and are you brave enough to be that you know so that's that's what it means to be that's what one be low means like it's there there's one that that be Kelly, you know what I mean? So one be Kelly. And and how do you be the best Kelly? You know, you gotta you gotta battle <laughs> doubt, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta battle like, you know what I'm saying? You might have to learn how to use some programs or some shit, but it's like be be the best you can be, yo. Be and and find out what that means and like and follow your nose, trust your nose. Be your nose. <laughs> like be you know, be like if, if you smell fire Man, trust that shit. You know, like man, I smell fire. I smell bullshit. This don't feel right. Everybody else might be like, ah, it's the shit. But if it don't feel right to you, like at least investigate it and make sure it's just smoke. You know what I mean? Like I trust my ears. If I hear a record and I'm like, ah, that shit sound dope to me, I don't gotta get other people's approval. I don't gotta ask people. You think this verse is tight? Like I trust my ears. I trust my nose. I trust my eyes. If if it don't look right to me. I trust what I see, you know. Um, I, you know, not only, but I'm just saying my whole entire self, you know what I mean. And sometimes that's that's the people around me looking in the mirror, looking at my community, you know, or just looking at society, even the nasty shit. It's all of that's. How can you be? You know, it's like how can you be? You got to be socially conscious and spatially relevant. But how can you do that if you're in the basement or you tuned out or you don't pay attention to people or you don't listen to the, you know, it's like, this is all my family, right? Like hip hop. Ah, oh, man, this new shit. These people are on these kids, new generation. It's like, yo, I ain't going to say that about my kids or my grandkids. I want to know the pioneers just as much as I want to know the babies, just as much as I want to know my contemporaries, just as much as I want to know my whole family. You know what I mean? And the crazy motherfuckers in the family, that's still family. <laughs> you got a couple whack uncles and some goofy ass cousins but it's like get to know the fam and get to know each other as humans you know how can we move forward so you know all of that's being you know not just getting caught up in trends or getting caught up in customs and traditions or getting caught up in like expectations but like you know being 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 brave enough to like switch it up or veer off the path or you know, or try something new, whatever that means. It's all relative. It's all different to all of us. But I would just say, be man, like be, be. Don't even, don't even add anything to that, cause it's, then it's extra. Be cool. Be, be original. It's like you, it's you already are. That's what I'm saying. Just be like, don't be afraid to just be. You know, and learn. And if you feel like something needs to happen, if you ain't content where you are and everybody else is, like. Trust, trust your those are yours. You know what I mean. But pay attention, use your senses, and like try to improve. You know, just dedicate yourself to like being the best you can be. You know, whatever that means. You know, better a better version of you every single day. You know. Where can people, uh, you know, go online to check out more information about you and what you're doing? Cool. Um. I'm definitely on, I, I use, I probably use Instagram more than anything, you know, and um, 
my my handle is kind of it's kind of weird. It's one B double O seven. Everything spelled out one O N E B E double D O U B L E low L O and then the number seven. Um, I'm also on Twitter. All my music's on Bandcamp, like uh, one below that Bandcamp, and uh, and then a lot of my shits on Spotify and Apple Music and all of that. The new album is, is definitely up there. Um, Lighty, Ears Apart, Water Row Three is up there. Um, and yeah, that's those are the best ways to find me. You know what I mean? One below that Bandcamp is all the music and uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'm on Facebook too. It's not she Suleiman, but I mostly use, like I said, Instagram and uh, Twitter and shit. Word up, word up. Yo, man, it's been great uh, catching up with you. Like I said, you were, you know, probably one of my longest homies in this uh, hip-hop stuff. One of the yeah, first man. people that I've met in the in the hip-hop scene. So it was great to uh, catch up with you and really talk about some, some really thoughtful and important things. Nah, man, it's cool, man. I appreciate, you know, r- real questions, not just this, you know. Not the same old questions, whatever that means, and just thoughtful questions, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, man, it's cool to hear you doing some cool stuff as well, man. So just keep me posted, man. Um, and uh, I, like I said, I can't remember if I, if I sent you the album or not. No, you did. Um, yeah, I was going to say I definitely meant to do that. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, it would be – I've been just, just on a, a whole nother note um, – I've been getting some really good feedback from the record. Uh, and, yeah, it's just interesting hearing different people. Resp- I'm, I'm never, like, new people is, like, cool, that's cool. But it's, like, it's always people, like, from back in the days or whatever that's, like, ah, man, like, you know. So just in- in- interested to get their take on it, man. But, um, <clears throat> like you said, out here just doing my thing, man, writing making beats, doing what I know. So, yeah, man. I'll keep you on the loop, too, man. You know, I'll, I'm definitely looking to come to Michigan and do some shows and shit. It'd be cool to, like, do, you know, get together on some reunion shit or whatever, you know. No doubt, man, no doubt. Yeah, give, give people a heads up. But, um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this this interview and, like, everything you do, really, man, because it's really a big deal, man. Oh, Especially you. when you see all these people out here just reposting and retweeting and and and. <laughs> Not fact checking. It's really important to fuck with cats that know what they're talking about and like putting out real information. You know. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and I'm glad uh, glad to have you on the podcast. You know, definitely a lot of we talked a lo- about a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, man. All right, so that was my interview with Juan Below. It was great to have him on the podcast to celebrate the third anniversary of Fresh of the Word. All the links to where you can follow or purchase One Below's music will be in the show notes for this episode at freshisthepodcast.com. So that's another episode in the books. Three years already has passed by. Hopefully there'll be a fourth year and a fifth year and a sixth year, whatever. Uh, Thank you for listening as always. Goodbye and good night. Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.